and welcome to July's Tangent. I'm Gemma. And I'm Emily. In this tangent, we're going to be talking about all things Disney. Let's start nice and easy and talk about how much we love Beauty and the Beast. Not that it's my favourite Disney film or anything. I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but it's definitely up there. Mm. I feel like I live my every day as Belle with my shop. I, I can see that. I mean, I would love a library. Yeah. But for your World Book Day, I may need to dress up as Belle. <gasps> Do it. I feel like I could. I could see that. Yeah. Goth Belle, though. You know, like, you see those T-shirts and it's got, like, the Disney character one and they've got, like, tattoos and stuff? Yes. Like I'm, that version? I may have to Google that later. <laughs> I'm here for this. Mm. So... Recently, I watched a documentary on Disney Plus on Howard Ashman, who wrote the lyrics for Beauty and the Beast. Now, it was it was really sad because he was like a phenomenal talent, but he passed away from AIDS before the film was finished. And so one of the things they talked about in this documentary, which I recommend, unless it's one of the ones Disney Plus has removed to save a bit of money, I do recommend watching it. Somebody in this documentary suggested that he used the mob mentality of wanting to kill the beast as a metaphor for the AIDS crisis and how people responded. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting. Like within the documentary, a lot of other people say, no, no, that wouldn't have even crossed his mind. But like when you think about it, it's quite an interesting point to consider. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Howard was like amazing because he also wrote the lyrics for Little Mermaid and Aladdin and on top of all of that he was the first AIDS victim to receive a post posthumous Oscar uh, which was given for the title song of Beauty and the Beast I mean it is a good song really all of the music in Beauty and the Beast is brilliant Be Be Our Guest is my favourite same when we saw the stage version last year um it was quite funny because I was sitting next to my sister and who was one side of me and my other half was the other side. And then uh, there was my stepmom and my nan. So a wide range of ages, um, but we all love Disney. But by the end of Be Our Guest, we were all sitting there with our mouths open. Like, so because it was so good. Yeah. The stage show is amazing. Yeah. So thanks to the wonders of the internet and TikTok, I found out some more information on the very sad origins of the Beauty and the Beast story. Ooh, okay. Wouldn't be a podcast without you making it sad or gory. Exactly. So you're welcome. <laughs> so I watched a video on TikTok uh, by History with Amy. Um, and we know that this is what she told us in the video is is what Beauty and the Beast is based on. And it's a true story of the 16th century um, story of Petrus Gonslavus and his wife, Catherine Petrus. Uh, sorry, and his wife, Catherine. So Petrus was born in the Canary Islands about 1537. And he suffered from hypertrichosis, which is a condition where the body is covered with lots of hair. At 10 years old, he was captured and sent to the court of France, where he became the property of Henry II of France. He was unfortunately treated 
know better than an animal and it was said that he was kept in a cage because it wasn't known if he was dangerous or not. Now, once it was determined that he wasn't in fact dangerous, he was given the Latin name Petrus and the king wanted to do an experiment to see if he could tame the quote wild man into a learned gentleman. And so he was given a well-rounded education and no surprises, it turned out that the wild man was in fact very intelligent. Uh, when Henry II died in 1559, his widow, Catherine de Medici, had, didn't have any need for him. So she decided it would be interesting and entertaining to see Petrus married to someone. And so she apparently found a beautiful maiden, the daughter of one of her servants, called Catherine, who allegedly had no idea about who she would be marrying. It was said that the couple had seven children, although some accounts say six, and it was thought that four of the children shared their father's condition. The family toured Europe and became one of the most famous families of curiosities, and they regularly visited the different courts of Europe, but the family were never truly free, as they were property of or beholden to a queen or duke. The family eventually settled in Italy, and they were under the patronage of the Duke of Farnese. Farnese. And it's said that these children were gifted away like pets. We know that Catherine died in 1623, but we don't know what happened to Petrus or the children. That's really sad. Like, you wouldn't think it was based on a true story. But, if, like, even if you look at the cartoon too much, like, we all know the French Revolution didn't come along much after Beauty and the Beast was set. So we know what happened to aristocracy then. Yeah, and the French kind of have the reputation for just they will strike if they don't like something they will make it known you know so it kind of matches up with the whole mob mentality really yeah it definitely is one of my favorites i am um, i don't like the live action one with um emma watson that's it i wanted to call her mine if i knew that wasn't right i don't like that as much as the animated one i find that with most of the disney films i'm not really a massive fan of the live action versions Mm, i think maleficent is my favorite live action that is pretty good to be fair i need the first one the second one's a bit wobbly i haven't watched the second one i I say i don't like live action disney but mary poppins and bed knobs and broomsticks are like some of my favorite movies that's true but they were never um made into like the cartoony version were they they were always they they were always live action with a little bit of animation thrown in yeah i guess it's like the live action remakes yeah i would say that i'm not really a massive fan of maybe it's just because i was so used to the animated versions of them yeah i mean peter pan's probably my favorite disney movie or certainly up there Mm. And I still haven't watched the new one that Disney have put out. No. It's called Peter and Wendy or something. But, I mean, I've not heard great things about it, to be honest. Oh, really? See, Peter Pan was never one of my favourites. Fair. I reread the book recently and reminded me how much I dislike Peter's personality. Yeah. Like, he was, yeah. I always liked um, Hook. You know, the Robin Williams film? 
Yes. Yeah, that's probably the best. I love that. It's just because it's Robin Williams. Like, you can do no wrong. No. Basically, if you add Robin Williams to a film, perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's why the original Aladdin was so great. Yes. I did actually watch the live action Aladdin a little while ago because my other half, for some reason, really likes it. Mm. And it wasn't terrible. But given the choice, I'd still pick the animated version. Yes. I also love that um, quite a lot of the lines by the genie were just off the cuff. Yes. <laughs> no one really knew what was going to come out of his mouth. I mean, that's for the best, though. Sometimes that's how you get the best lines. That's very true. So aside from you, I mean, I'm a big Disney fan. Mm. Um, I really love Robin Hood. The, think, the Disney version. I enjoy it, but I have to say, I think it's one that I've maybe watched like once. It's not one that I've gone back to. I think I always forget. That yeah, I mean, it's there. one of the oldest. Yeah. It's, it's quite an old one. I have um a Robin Hood t-shirt and I was in the shop the other day while wearing it and the woman behind the counter started singing the song from it to me. <laughs> I've never wanted to die more in my whole entire life. That's so awkward. But I love that people of my age group are like, oh, yeah, I love that Disney movie. Yeah. I think there is something different between, like, the Disney movies that we had as our generation and the Disney movies now. There is something different. Yeah. I'm not saying I mean, ours I... were better. But that's not what I'm saying at all. I think now is probably better for representation of all kinds. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's good. I think, you know, it, the fact it appeals to so many generations is what what makes it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've said before that part of the reason I'm such a history geek is because of my love, love for DuckTales. Mm. Um. I quite enjoy the new cartoon, and I know it's finished now, mainly because uh, David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck. Yes. It just makes me so happy. He, he He's just out here, popping up and everything. All of the good things. He needs to be in Star Wars just to complete like, the, the set. in Star Wars? Oh. He's in um, the Ahsoka show. Is he? He's in... Um, so you know the robot that deals with the lightsabers? Yes. He is yes. a character in the animated series, is it? Yeah, no, you're right. Now I think about it. Because he's done Marvel, because he's obviously in Jessica Jones. My yeah. God, he's terrifying in that. Yeah, we don't talk about because that's really scary. Yeah, he's obviously like the Doctor. Yeah. He's in Good Omens. Yeah. DuckTales. He's just everywhere. We love him. We do love him. So another one of my favourite Disney movies is 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, that's a good one. 101 Dalmatians is one of the ones where the live action is really good. It is. Yeah, no, I was just thinking that. We we said earlier. Yeah. It's the reason I really want a Dalmatian. I've always wanted a Dalmatian. They're great, but they're crazy. I mean, fair. 
fit right in in my house then. Mm. They are also huge. Yeah, true. Right. Still on one though. Fair. I want a Dalmatian and a Corgi because that's what you want a little and large. Pretty much. Fair. I love the Lion King. I don't really care for the Lion King. <gasps> I don't dislike it. I just think there's so many other good Disney films. I haven't watched the live action. I've not heard good things about the live action. I have seen the stage show. My sister took me last year for my birthday and it was I've just... Heard, I've heard the stage show is amazing. I cried. I'm not really a crier. But it was just so beautiful and it's like... The, the way they sort of do the dance and the yeah the puppeteering and stuff it was just yeah I think as well the stage show is something completely different like you've got Beauty and the Beast which is kind of like the movie but a stage show but I think the Lion King does something different in yeah I and I got a lap dance at the Lion King. Not intentionally. A man fell up the stairs and literally ended up in my lap, or rather in my chest. Yeah. And then it was really awkward because he didn't know where to put his hands to stand up. And neither my sister or his partner were any good in helping because neither of them could breathe for laughing. I mean, I also would have been no help. I I can imagine. Just saying. So talking about like the newer Disney movies, um. I really liked Encanto. Same. Made me cry. Yeah, such a good movie. Such a good soundtrack. That and Frozen, I have the soundtracks to those on my playlist and I'm not even sorry. I think I've heard the soundtrack to Frozen so many times, I never want to hear it again. Let It Go isn't my favourite song from Frozen. No. So. Um, But yes, Encanto, love that. I like because um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's obviously Hamilton famous, wrote the lyrics for Encanto. Yeah. And you can definitely hear some of the Hamilton influence in the way the songs are written come through. Have you seen uh, Raya and the Last Dragon? Of course. It has a dragon in it. Right. I love that. Such a good movie. I watched it with the, the small one. And he loved it. He did cry. I mean, fair. Yeah, uh, cried a lot. Um, but obviously, every Disney film has a really sad point that then they work past. Um, so yeah, that was that was fun. Um, but he thought it was hilarious. I, I yeah, because um, I, I'm really bad with names, but the voice of the dragon, she's also. The sidekick in uh, Shang-Chi. Yes. Oh, what's her name? Aquafina? I think so. Yeah, Aquafina. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with the names. But I also feel like her personality in, in every movie is just the same as us when we're hyped up on caffeine. Yes. It's just like, here are all of my thoughts. Please sort through them and find what's appropriate. Yeah. In here is my answer. If you yes. decipher it, we can move on. Yeah. It's such a good movie, though. It is. I like uh, 
that both well both Encanto and Raya, there's no prince that comes along and saves the day. No. It's kind of girl power all the way through. And it's also about family. Yeah. Like not just the family that you have, but the the wider family as well. Yeah. Although I tell you what does confuse me in Encanto, and maybe I've thought about this too much. Okay. But Dolores obviously wears glasses. Yes. But some one person in the family can heal you with their cooking. So what is wrong with their eyes that can't be healed? Didn't they explain that? I don't recall it. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm going to have to go and rewatch it now. Yeah, I feel like they explained it. But um, talk. I mean, talking of Encanto, you and I are both big sisters, mm. and how uh, poignant is that song "Under Pressure"? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I think I watched it first, and I sent it to you, and I was like. Is it just me, or as a big sister, do you resonate? I think every big sister resonates with that. Right? Oh, such a good song. It is a good song, though. It's now in my head, but I'm not going to sing it because we would get, like, complaints because my singing voice is that bad. And also we would get nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, we're talking, like, about these two movies, and we've both said, you know, they're they're probably some of the more diverse, like those and Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, look at different cultures and things but there's still issues within Disney especially when it comes to things like Jewish coding the villains like a lot of people say um, Mother Gladriel entangled like her facial features yes um, so although we're sort of taking Disney is taking steps forward sometimes it sort of stumbles mm. and there's also thoughts about um, Secret Invasion also having issues with it as well yeah i mean obviously we're not going to talk about that too much because it's currently out on disney plus we don't want to give any spoilers yeah but yeah i can see it this uh i've forgotten words i do feel like secret invasion has taken so many steps backwards Mm. um we've had fridging we have had fridging and yeah I don't know. I'm not. I'm not okay with it. No. Obviously, we can't go into detail about what's going on with it. No, we will except, at some point. Yeah. I feel like it's going to become a rant at some point. Yeah, except to say that it's not. I've heard people say that it's not like the comics, like in any way. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that comic book run, the Secret yeah. Invasion run. This is not how I thought it was going to go, and it's not. Not like the comic. Yeah. I mean, we don't I mean, really know where some it's aspects going, are, but... You know, so it's hard yeah. to comment like a few episodes in because we don't really know where. I mean, you say that. We're four episodes in and there's only six episodes. Ah. Is there not more than that? I didn't think so. I, f- I felt like it was just six episodes. I could be wrong. I don't know. You never but... know with Disney. <laughs> The Marvel TV shows always seem to do that. Like the last two episodes have so much it needs to sort out. And then you're like, mm. now you've gone and rushed it. Yeah. I'm up to episode three. As in you've watched it. Or I, that's I, the I, next watched episode, I watched episode three today. So I've still oh, got yeah. four to watch. I was oh, yeah. raging at the end of three. Yeah. Yeah. Four isn't going to make you feel any better. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> 
But yeah. Disney's like at the heart of like a lot of political scandals in the US at the minute. It is. And we definitely need to take a moment to just, you know, talk about what they just did in Florida. I mean, what they just did, like, a few months ago. But honestly, it was it was beautiful, to be quite honest. Okay, so explain it to us then. Okay, so for those who don't follow United States politics, here are the facts of what's happened. So... Ron DeSantis, who is a Republican and the 46th governor of Florida, who apparently says that he will destroy leftism, attempted to remove Disney's self-governing status in order to control them by signing a bill which would amount to a state takeover of the special taxing district, which for decades has allowed Disney control over its theme parks and the lands around them. But Disney did not like that. Mm-mm, nope. So while DeSantis brought in political allies as board members to oversee the new district, Disney quietly cut a deal with the outgoing board just days before DeSantis's bill in February. The development agreement essentially strips the government of the government powers and gives them to Disney for the next 30 years. In fact, the board can't take action in some cases without getting approval from Disney first. The terms spelled out in one agreement signed by the outgoing board restricts the new board from using Disney's fanciful characters until 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III of England. Wow. I mean, they tied them up good and proper. Oh, they really did. I mean, DeSantis, is, as far as I know, is still, you know, trying to dig himself out of that hole. I mean, Florida's a mess. Like, mm. there's labour shortages and, and all sorts, all because of him. Yeah, people are literally cancelling their holidays. Uh, yeah. To Florida. I have to say, like, as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, I wouldn't feel safe going as things stand now. No, not at all. I don't think it feels very safe for anyone, even if you're not within that community. Even just being an ally of that community, it doesn't feel safe for you to be there. Yeah. And eventually Florida will lose so much money, his rich buddies will turn on him. Well, exactly. I think it has lost quite a lot already. Yeah, because he threatened Disney, didn't he? It's like, well, I'll build a maximum security prison next to the park and see how you do. And then somebody quietly pointed out to him that, you know, Disney's like the biggest or one of the biggest employers in Florida. Yeah. So if the park closed, there'd be thousands out of work. Yeah. And how's he going to fix that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then he's a rich white man, probably doesn't really care about people losing their jobs. No. But I mean, all this to say that while Disney has its own issues, and that doesn't excuse them, on the other side of it, they are refusing to be told what to do by a bigot. Yeah, like mean, they had their uh, gay pride night first ever one, didn't they, this year? Yes. Which surprised me, considering, you know, Disney's quite camp in a lot of ways. Yeah, but I think they just didn't want to take a stand, really, did they? Like, no, like, that's... Welcoming of pride and that aspect of thing, but... But 
they still do that in their movies. Like there was such a call for them to give Elsa from Frozen a girlfriend, um, mm. and they they wimped out. And you know, even like when it comes to Marvel and Star Wars, there still isn't a big LGBTQIA main character. No. I mean, Captain Marvel is so queer coded. Yeah. But they're never coming out and saying, are they? No. No, not at all. And and not just her. Like, there's so many other characters that, yeah. One day. One day it'll happen. But then I suppose the trouble is they're frightened of all these, you know, mums groups and, and things. They're like, well, I'm not taking my child to see that. Well, there's that teacher that um, was facing being fired for showing a Disney film that had a gay character in it. Yeah. Even though it was related to the topic that they were teaching in school. I'm not a parent, but personally, I'd be more comfortable with my children seeing a same-sex relationship on screen than them thinking it's okay just to kiss women without their consent. (laughs) Like, you know just kids don't question things yeah exactly it's adults that have the problem yeah as always our tangents end with a quote and instead of going for beauty and the beast i went for a quote from ray and the last dragon this time so it's a it's kind of a two-parter so ray says the world is broken you can't trust anyone and Sisu replies, maybe it's broken because you don't trust anyone. You just have to take the first step. I am surprised it wasn't a Beauty and the Beast quote, not going to lie. I thought that was too predictable. Okay. It's also a very good quote. We love Rare and the Last Dragon. We do. So as always, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.